Dice Paper Roll would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which our podcast is created, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. A child in a stag beetle mask runs from the room. Though we cannot see it, Terror is written across his face. He clutches a bag of candy to his side, running, running. He has never run so hard in his life. He looks back. Is it still there? Running, running. And then he sees it. A girl in a pig's mask. She doesn't run. She glides hovering just above the ground, her tongue snaking out and licking the lollipop clutched in her hand. Running, running. The boy is out of breath now, but he can't give up. Running, running. He turns a corner and leans against the wall for a breather. Except it's not a wall. This is a tent, the canvas shredding as the boy's body falls with a light thump at the feet of the pig-masked girl. Her head cocks to the side. The grass outside the tent bristles in the wind. It is quiet. Where the boy had been, the bag of candy rests, torn at the seams, and in the grass, made up of a dozen sugary morsels, are letters. Letters that read, Dice Paper Row. Into the Feywild. Dice Paper in My Rollers. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is Dice Paper Roll Does Into the Feywild, episode seven. I am Greg, and I'll be playing Dolene Delacroix. And my name is Lauren. I'm playing Kevin in Strangeways. My name's Ben, and I play Unit. My name's Dan, and I play... Sir Walter Winston Winklepicker III. And I am the Dungeon Master, Jack. Previously on Dice Paper Roll into the Feywild, Dolene Delacroix, a hare. Greg, would you like to describe yourself? Uh, Do- Dolene Delacroix is a, uh, a harangan of great sophistication. She is mm-hmm. three feet tall, four if you count the ears. She wears a fine embroidered waistcoat uh, with a, a well-made jacket over the top. Uh, she has a, a large backpack packed full of books, uh, pouches uh, bulging with scroggan on the sides, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, just the hint of a pocket watch poking out of her uh, her spellbook bag, which hangs at her side, and a fine, 
fine cummerbund uh, wrapped around her waist, which also doubles as a sling. Oh. Walter Winston Winklepicker III, a frogman. The frogman. Uh, he's a frog, uh, was a human, uh, but now is a, a frog. He wears no pants. He has a cummerbund, which is a red sash around his waist. Uh, coming you up to uh, coming up to a white button up shirt with a black uh, waistcoat, um, and then another black coat over the top with the uh, tails hanging off the side, uh, off the ends, and then he's got a top hat, a cane which has a little shellfish, um, silvered shellfish as the pommel of the uh, oh. of the the cane. Beautiful. Mm, delightful. Mm. And a uh, unit, a robot ticket machine or whack-a-mole machine. Yes, it's hard to tell. Unit is uh, a, a hodgepodge of various parts of machinery being uh, mashed together to, to make this small to medium-sized robot, quite boxy. Um, the torso and the, the pelvis are, are separate. Torso and the pelvis are separate, <laughs> and uh, that was his it, pelvis every, dropping out. Yeah, every <laughs> everything that connects is like you know pipes, be like Bender from Futurama. Yeah. Um, but but lots of sort of finely inlaid carving and and ivory. Uh, if you look closely, um, but but you know sort of looks scrap metal as well. Although was recently described in episode five by a, a lovely giant, Mr. Wheel, uh, Ferris Wheel, as a, a complex and finely made being. Mm. Could just do with a bit of a polish is all. Yeah. I mean, everyone's got a perspective, I guess. Yeah, clearly a liar, <laughs> but a, a, ple- <laughs> like a pleasant one, a polite one. You've got to keep the help happy. <laughs> Sorry, did you try to say Sorry. something then, Winston? <laughs> Roll a d20. All right, that's right. I'm currently <laughs> silenced. <laughs> um, the party entered the Witchlight Carnival. And I'm you Kevin know- Strangeway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did you already. No. 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 I don't know about that's this right. trying whole new intros thing. I'm extremely forgettable. It's so oh, no. true. That was so funny. <laughs> oh. Not to me, you're not, Kevin Strangeways. Uh, yeah, I am a 12-year-old boy trapped in the body of a man who's kind of like a Chris Hemsworth uh, Captain Haddock. He's got a big long coat on, like navy coat. But asked, actually, he got really drunk and stole a costume uh, from backstage and now he's in a very stripy, sparkly, Ziggy Stardust-esque um a jumpsuit kind of uh, very glam rock uh, with like uh, feathers um, and and sequins on it, and he's very fancy. Oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. picturing Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. big big sparkly silver boots. Um, yeah. Tell us more about Kevin's pants. Uh, Are they the- parachutey? No, it's very skin tight. No, <laughs> no. no, I think really, okay. really, yeah, you can see what he had for lunch. Mm, um, yeah. Like a uh-huh. bag of half rotten oranges stuffed out the front. Yeah, yeah. just a couple of fighting <laughs> squirrels. Why are they rotten? <laughs> they're not, they're half rotten. Uh, and he is an artificer, so he can make uh, little things. Thank you. Okay, 
Continue, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I deserve that one. That's fair. Yep. Hang um, on, can I just cl- can I just clarify, Danny? Does your schlong look like a series of fully formed solid oranges, or is it like a? a never mind. I'm just well, Danny no, or Walter. Never. Sorry, heard, sorry. No, I've Walter, just never heard really. a dong described as a series of rotten oranges <laughs> which you know series. i would say if um <laughs> I, I would prefer series. progressing in stages of rotten yeah, fresh to rotten like, as you yeah. go down <laughs> if you had have gone more like a snickers bar with a oh, fucking <laughs> oh that's some worse image Dad. strawberry on the end or something i don't know but what? Like Half a bag with oranges. a uh, unwrapped what? Snickers and an, and an overripe strawberry Damn. at the end. Look, okay, <laughs> Greg, you and I can debate what how we would describe a, a dick for yeah, hours. That's tights. right, fellas. I've got big orange energy. <laughs> <laughs> big half rotten orange energy. Freshly squeezed. Oh we've, got a show to, we've got a show to make here. How's this snappy new intro going for us, yeah. Jack and guys? <laughs> uh, keeping it tight. Well, <laughs> apparently pretty soft considering the oranges. Pulpy. <laughs> mm, good source of fibre. Moving on. I just can't get out of my head like a po- the, how pockmarked those two things are that you described. <laughs> Strawberries and Snickers bars. Anyway, enough about Jack's smooth, smooth cock. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's. Jesus. Um, the party entered the Witchlight Carnival. Christ. Unit was looking, looked at by a giant and discovered he was made and not born. Kevin found a blueprint to a cannon in a mystical tent that showed him a snippet of his past. Dolene did some magic and turned water to poop, which Walter was dunked in and uh, had a tea break and lost his cool at the nail of doom before having his voice stolen. That's it. That's the that's the that's the previously on. You're all caught up. Great. Where's my spell slot, bruh? Mm. Ah. We'll get to that. Oh, it's a coming. It's a coming. <laughs> we'll get to that. Pivotal moment. You are all attending the VIP ball that Walter was so kind to gain access to through the purchase of an exclusive ticket. The theme tonight is insects. It is, of course... Sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. What? <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> just want to be real Sorry, clear. can you just say that again? Just really clearly, really hit your consonants. <laughs> As we roll in through the tent, <laughs> uh, I realise I have come dressed in the wrong thing. <laughs> what have you come <laughs> Guys, I said it. I told you very clearly that the theme was incest. <laughs> I said it. I said incest. I think you might have got it wrong, Kevin. I'm uh, not if... getting it wrong. I'm looking no, no, around. No. I'm saying there's a fly over there and there's a, there's a caterpillar over there. Incest. Yes. Uh, I Just excuse me one moment, please. And you see unit roll backwards out the flaps, uh, taking off the skin tight leather and like the um, like the little riding crop. It's just like you hear a bunch of like swishing sounds out the back and uh, then I come in dressed as an insect. Yeah, nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> big antenna, <laughs> big bulgy fly eyes. Where's my brother? He's, of course, a masked ball. It's a masked ball. <laughs> yeah. So you're in costume 
Yeah, everyone else has got masks on. Um, so cool. we'll run with that. Um, and uh, so you've been at the bowl for a little while, and Kevin, you still kind of feeling the effects of the pre. Well, it's still the same day. So you're starting to feel a bit queasy. It feels so good. Uh. You just uh, just feeling like it's that time of night, you know, like. Do you want to get a bag? (laughs) (laughs) I've still got a bag of cotton candy here. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. (laughs) One of that fairy dust. (laughs) (laughs) Some time passes at the uh, at the VIP event. Um, Various members get up and give a clinking of the glass and make, make a toast and it's all very funny because it's full of insect jokes and everyone's having a real ball of a time. So what I was trying to say <laughs> was that it was about her thorax. <laughs> the barbarian with oh, her good thorax. One. Good Get one, it. Winston. Oh, you, you do have such you. a turn of phrase, but you have to roll to see if we actually got the joke. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck. I can't fucking hold a room. I can't fucking speak. Oh, dear. Uh, my hand seems to be stuck at the bottom of the peanut bowl. Will you help me, stepson? <laughs> 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 the ones at the bottom. Um... Uh, so that was a 13 <laughs> on the die for me to try and t- tell my joke uh, through the expression of dance. Yeah, nice. Wow. Oh, with dance? Well, That's because an I advantage. can't fucking speak, so i got to express myself in some ways. I yeah. think he's doing a number about uh, the, uh, something about an abdomen. It's not yeah. really quite reading. I've never seen a pun expressed through dance before, and I have to say. Walt, Walter's, like, kind of doing, like, circular motions towards unit uh, with his hands, and now it's kind of just turned into a bit of a charades moment where I'm going, like, put three syllables, like, doing the three fingers on the four. <laughs> what does he get on it's the roll? A, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, a movie. Three words. I got a, th- I got a 13, so. The Ant Man. <laughs> keep going, and then I just start really gesticulating, really fucking hard, and just, and then I just like walk away. I walk away. I, I haven't seen that one. I don't know about you guys. Nah. Cool. Yeah. Hard cut. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Kevin, you are vomiting in the toilet. Yeah. This may, might be your first hangover. Yeah, this doesn't feel good. Is this what being an adult is? Because if it is, it sucks. And I'm never drinking again. And I mean it. Only <laughs> once you hit your 30. <laughs> uh, unit, you are holding Kevin's hair back as he vomits vociferously into the toilet. I wish it was mellifluously, because then this might be a bit nicer, Kevin. My tummy hurts. And my uh, head hurts. Is there anything? How do I make it go away? 
Uh, well, bags sometimes help, but all we had was this fairy floss. So I'm afraid all I can do is pat your back, my friend. Okay, that's, that is kind of. Can you give me a little rub? Yeah. yeah clockwise or anti-clockwise? Maybe make decisions right now. Okay, clockwise it is. Ugh. It's an insect ball, so anti-clockwise. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's that's better. Uh, Walter comes in and hands a post-mix coke. <gasps> What's this? Oh, is this some kind of elixir? Oh, I can feel everything returning to normal again. Oh, this is incredible stuff. Is it magic? Is it magic? Where did you get this? Yes, Walter, where did you get this? <laughs> um... <laughs> Walter with two fingers draws some arches. <laughs> two fingers what? You draw some arches. Oh, and getting oh, golden arches. Knackers, Jesus. It's just yeah. incredible stuff. On, Jack. Yeah, I sorry. just didn't want to actually give them the product placement. Fuck, I was trying to be subtle. <laughs> it doesn't matter where it's from. It's amazing. I think I'm there's nothing subtle about you, Sir Walter Winston Wigglepicker III. Thank you for your ingenious cure to Kevin's hangover. Hard cut. <laughs> Walter goes to speak and then hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, you're all sitting around a table at football now. Walter, you're sort of like really coming to the realisation that you cannot talk. Like, not even the sound of air leaves your mouth. Like, it's just nothing at all. My goodness, this table got so much quieter. It's like my whole world has just entered this period of just delightful silence. Yes. Blissful. Yes, I mean, the conversation is a little less offensive. Scintillating. Scintillating. Mm. I'm not sure what the word is. A little less... Uh, Discriminatory? Maybe. Mm. Towards me, anyway. I feel accepted. Well, I'm glad. Walter is gesticulating aggressively the entire time. <laughs> the entire time. Do you want to roll for that? And Kevin's like, two words. First word, uh, fuck. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luggage. Fuck luggage. <laughs> 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 That's what I was thinking. Uh, but Jolene, surely something must be wrong with Walter. I've never heard him not talk for this long in the week and a half that we've known each other. Hmm. I I agree. Uh, I, I start I, I start like flapping my hands like a bird. Oh yeah. No no insects. <laughs> oh, I think he's a mouth. And then I, I start gesticulating, trying to. Um, I, I do like a very convoluted description of the process of how fairy floss is made from the fairies, and then the the, the little pooping out, and then the stick, and I do the whole. I'm thing gonna have to bring you right back, right back, insect ball. <gasps> the candy man. <laughs> No? Uh. Well, unit, it is a lot quieter, but I have to say, again, blissful. Um, I've got so much reading done this afternoon. Will you really? 
Uh, well, I was reading on the level of hell called Tartarus. Uh, quite, quite fascinating, really. It's hot. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> TLDR is it's hot down there. And a um, lot of really dirty teeth. Anyway. Does it mean it actually exists? Tartar. Yeah, I would, absolutely. Uh, Tartarus, uh, it's the place that all bad dentists go. Um, and people who do not brush, people who drink too much uh, fizzy drinks. Uh, I like post-mixed Coke. Mm. You know, do, yeah. you have a, do you have a toothbrush? Why, yes, I do. Kevin Strangeways, and out of one of the holes, the whack-a-mole part of their torso, the little mole comes out and goes, here you go, buddy, and hands you a toothbrush, and it's, like, old, and, like, the bristles are just soft and brown and basically falling out. This will do the trick. And he shoves it in your face and (laughs) disappears back into Unit's chest. Thanks, thing inside Unit. That's... Okay. Uh, wow. I think that might be my soul. Oh, thanks, Unit Soul. <laughs> and maybe my it. mole. Thanks, Unit Soul Mole. Uh, <laughs> and dips it into the post mix coke and just starts brushing his teeth rapidly while making <laughs> oh, yeah. deep eye contact with Dolene. <laughs> Is this okay? If you keep doing this, will I not go to dentist's hell? No, that is uh, excellent, Kevin. Um, two minutes starts now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Can you sing me a song while I do it? <laughs> uh, brush your brush, brush, brush your brush, brush. Brush your brush, brush, brush your brush, brush, brush your teeth. Uh, come on, soul mole, back me up. <laughs> every day and every night, brush your brush, brush, brush your brush, brush. <laughs> Brush your brush, brush, brush your brush, brush, brush your teeth. Now an air guitar solo from Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I need to spit now. Um... I got your back, buddy. And uh, the other hole opens and another mole comes out and goes, uh, yeah. Here you go, as a spit cup. <laughs> Thank you, Pear. Oh, that is disgusting. And um, you see them sculling it as they disappear into the chest and close over. I think that one was a vole. <laughs> um, there's a dog somewhere. There's a dog Sorry, in Sorry, just one second. Totally pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Well, pickles relate to a different layer of hell. Oh yeah. One reserved particularly for someone named um let me let me consult the book. What dog? Daniel Last. Hmm? Uh I believe it's <laughs> the the pickle hell is reserved for Daniel Last who hates pickles with a vengeance. <laughs> I read that. I it doesn't like salted cucumbers. Pickled in Vinegar. Am I allowed to speak at this moment? Yeah, I don't can, know when can, I'm allowed. You can you can speak. Sorry, you can speak, but you like you have to roll to see if it's interpreted. All right. So that you're doing a lip reading check. All right. Well, I'll say to you that you can go. Oh wait, wait. Sorry, I'm not even doing it in Walter's voice. Sorry, I was just like I went straight into Swol because <laughs> I was being aggressive. Walter was being aggressive. Walter strikes um, again. 
<clears throat> um, well, yes, you see, the thing is, is that fucking pickles are disgusting, right? You want to keep something in a jar and let it rot and ferment for weeks upon weeks upon weeks? It's disgusting, you heathens. And at the same time, I give everybody a bardic inspiration die oh. so that it adds towards them being able to read my motherfucking lips. But you're the yeah. one that has to roll the d20. Yeah, you roll the yeah. d20. So I'm glad that you gave us bardic inspiration. <laughs> I still you... give everybody bardic inspiration, but then... but it. Oh. I think he said he likes kimchi. <laughs> well, what did you roll? <laughs> and sauerkraut. Oh yeah, they don't. They don't <laughs> understand. Mm. I think he said that he would like us to buy him a voucher to learn how to do pickling of all different kinds. He maybe the person that likes pickles the most in the entire mm. world. They're weird. Funnily enough, though, I saw a headline on a newspaper stand out the front about there being pickles being stolen recently. A pickle thief? Yes, maybe more than one. Well, now that we have absolutely completed every single ride and exhibit in this carnival, um, perhaps a little side quest might be uh, due. And just as you say that... Hard cut. In the distance... (laughs) In the distance, you see a glint of an information kiosk. You've seen information kiosks all over the carnival. They're a mixed bag when it comes to helpfulness. This one depicts an animatronic plastic mustachioed man, sort of Edgar Allan Poe-ish. Edgar here holds a crystal ball and it shimmers threateningly. I love a threatening shimmer. I don't know about y'all, but <laughs> it speaks to me of mysteries untold. Yes, it looks like I could do a little bit of mischief here. Let's go and have a look. I don't like it. I gotta say, this incest party sucks. Let's get out of here. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's not at all the party I thought we were going to. <laughs> Absolutely not. I spent ages on my stepmom outfit. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you can you can ask the information kiosk. Step pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a... I'm clearly a rabbit. Let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You can ask the information kiosk anything and it will spit out a card that gives you an answer. Hmm. Anything? Anything? You can ask you anything. anything. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over when a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. It says as you approach. Um, Kevin's going to walk up to it. A great and powerful pie. Um, can I ask you, and then he fishes into his long, big coat and pulls out the blueprint of the plans for the cannon. Um, can I ask you, um, how do you make this? Deep into the darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing. And a ticket sort of prints out and it and spits out a ticket. That was very rude what that machine just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, The ticket reads, The workshop is a great place to get what you need needed. Go there for all manner of things. Creation, procurement, repair, and now the lost and found too. Okay, cool. Can some... I can't 
read? <laughs> um, unit, what does it say? Can I, what does it say? Yes, Kevin Strangeways. Oh, sure. Ask the robot to read it. Don't ask the academic. No, that's fine. <laughs> I, <laughs> I sense that you have hurt Dolene's feelings. No. Nope. Why? I don't care. It's not like I'm reading all the whole time. No, fine. Unit, you read Oh, really? It. You're struggling with the fact that you're supposed to be smart when my whole thing's supposed to be that I talk a lot? Roll a d20. Yeah, you shut up. Does anybody have any idea what he just said? I think I'm not sure. I just need I just need him to roll. A d20. Mm, yeah, 17. Not bad. Yeah. Not oh. bad. What are you saying? Yeah, yeah, you would be struggling with the lack of communication, Walter. I, I do I do see that. I empathize with you. Do I sympathize? No, I do not. <laughs> There's a very thick vein that's running in his head that's just pulsating. Anyway, you need you gonna read this slip for uh, Kevin? Yes, it says it says uh, the workshop is a great place to get what you need needed. Go there for all manner of things. Creation, procurement, repair, and now the lost and found too. Yeah. Okay. 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 So I need to find a workshop. Okay. The need and needed is spelt differently. So need and then K N E A D. So maybe it's some kind of massage parlor. Ooh, this sounds nice. Or okay. or a bakery of some kind. Mm, maybe. Thank you, Poe. That's very, very good information for me and my journey. This information booth sounds seems to be quite useful. Um, I, I might have a go with this next. Okay, uh, Almighty Information Booth, whose name is Zoltar. <laughs> Zoltar. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish to ask you, where would I find the watchmaker? Presently, my soul grows stronger, hesitating then no longer. And then it spits out a piece of paper. I'm telling you, this machine is really very ill-mannered. The beginning? Would you like me to read that for you, Don? No, no unit. I do not. No. No. The beginning of the answers you seek is closer than you think. Well, that is just garbage. <laughs> no, that was super helpful. <laughs> Mine was a lot more helpful than yours. Yeah, yours had like specific directions. In <laughs> fact, if we go over yes. to the map over here, a B12, we can find the workshop. But yeah. a man. Mm. No, wait, I would like to have a turn also. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Poe Machine. Walter pushes fucking you out of the way. Goes up to it and says. Um, uh, okay, A, how do I fix my voice? B. Where the fuck is the room of mirrors? The mirror room. I wrote it down. Open here I flung the shutter when, with many a flirt and flutter. The information kiosk spits out another ticket. Wag, 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 wag. Oh my goodness. I, I never. What sound did that ticket machine just make? Did anybody <laughs> else hear that? Yeah, like a quack. Walter reads it, 
but then hands it to Dolene. Oh. And then starts gesticulating furiously, saying, like, with his hands going, like, mouthy, say well, the thing. Well, despite the fact that you clearly do not want me to read it, I will, because I'm an academic. <laughs> pointing to his uh, his eyes and then pointing down to the piece of paper and going back and forth. And oh. Saying that the rest of the group circling around with his hand. Walter, you can't read either? Ah, <laughs> oh, great, there's one more of us. Ah, oh, so embarrassing. Yeah, you don't need to feel alone there, Kevin. Uh, a kanku named Kettlestein has been interfering with various rides and attractions. Please contact our authorities with any sightings or information regarding this matter. A kanku. Hmm. Ah. Walter is furiously waving his hands around and going, pointing at the word kenku, and then pointing at his mouth and going, uh, like, like with his hands opening and closing really quickly, and then he's like, Yes. <laughs> Guys, I think he's trying to tell us that the kanku. <laughs> Is yeah, um, and then and then he, and then Kevin vomits again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Aunt Dolene, can you can you hold my hair back? I absolutely. I'm 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 busy. I'm afraid as I roll up to the toe machine, and my my arm automatically extends out, and my hand pushes Walter away before he tries to stop me. Uh, and I say, "Oh, oh, most offensive and rude ticket machine, but uh, Mr. Poe, I would like to know where I should go to find out more about my maker's mark." The ticket machine says. But the raven still beguiling, all my fancy into smiling. And it spits out a ticket machine. A uh, ticket, not a, another ticket machine. <laughs> a whole another ticket machine. <laughs> it's a self-replicating <laughs> machine. <laughs> oh my god! Hmm, I used to be one of these back in the day. Hmm, let me see. Picking up the bit of paper. <laughs> I've never heard such filth, I swear. (laughs) Everything born or not bears a mark of some kind or other. That doesn't really tell me where to go. All right. Thank you. Well, that was quite informative, but really the only lead we've got is the workshop. I guess everything else is uh, moot. I go first. I go first. I the go machine first. looks down at the uh, at the vomit and then goes, "Open here, I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter." And it spits out another another ticket. I believe it's reading the future in the chunks of your vomit. Wait, does that say DPR into the Feywild? Oh, no, it says something else. (laughs) (laughs) You you read this one, Dolene. Uh, Thank you, Unit. Uh, I do appreciate it. I just want 
to hear those vociferous tones. I mean, mellifluous tones. Are you unhappy with the quality of your fairy floss <clears throat> food-related products? We're sure you are. So come by the fairy floss factory where the floss co can give you a tour of our flossilities. I was quite happy with that one. Just quietly. <laughs> and Walter. Hard cut. Do you feel inadequate? It's Jack here and I have the solution. The opportunity of a lifetime. I call it the Dice Paper Roll Patreon 10-step plan. In just seven easy steps, you could be talking to your friends on Discord, improving yourself with exclusive content and coming to live shows with a VIP discount. How good is that? It's real good. What are the 13 steps you ask? Well, if you're asking, it means you're not stepping. So step up or step off. For just $2 a month, you could take a step in the right direction and become a Dice Paper Roll patron. And remember, Dice Paper Roll chose you out of every damn person on the planet. It was always you. So come by the Fairy Floss Factory where the Floss Co. can give you a tour of our flacilities. Walter, madly gesticulating at the uh, fairy floss and then miming with bird wings, flapping, um, trying to convey Kenku You're rolled right. a natural 20. Walter, we did buy fairy floss and, and popcorn from a Kenku. I can't yeah. believe we didn't realize before. And those poor fairies are missing their wings. You're right, Walter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Are you saying that that Kenku stole your voice? Yeah. Uh, I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. I'm sorry, uh. Walter. <laughs> you should have said so earlier. We would have gotten to that way sooner. That ball was boring. Let's yeah. go to the fairy floss factory, mind. everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> so you make your way over to the Fairy Floss Factory. You're sort of like walking through the streets of the carnival, tents and stuff passing you by, lights, magic. It's all beautiful. As you get to a tent, uh, oh, are you going to the Fairy Floss Factory? Yes. You get to a tent and um, it's a huge tent. It's sort of striped, there's like big lights all the way around it, and over the top there's a big, big sign that says Fairy Floss Co. <laughs> Is this like a, a, a um, you know, a wholesale place for Fairy Floss? Like, Costco? <laughs> I believe it is. Never, that was a terrible oh. joke. Never mind. <laughs> no, I do. I do it. I believe it is correct. I believe this is a whole. I believe you can buy fair floss by the the pallet here. Mm. As you as you approach, you can smell the fairy floss from a mile away. It's like it is so good. Um, is like, there a faint smell of shit? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Right, Walter, um, which way? Um, um, do you want to do a perception check? Uh, yeah, perception. Perception sounds good. Mm, bam. 
one of those d20s is going to give me a 7 with a perception plus 3, 10. <laughs> we end up back at the ball. Um, <laughs> well, this was the wrong way. Uh, let's go. Kind of more like a bike. You really kind of have a, a think about it again and you, you like, you kind of focus and um, you don't see anything. Is there a customer service desk somewhere, perhaps, that we can uh, ask for directions? My head raises up and swivels around in circles with the sound effect that will annoy Emil when he puts it in later. <laughs> move, move, move. Thanks, Emil. Um, do you want to do a perception check? Then, I sure then? do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish. Seven. I, as you you look around, mm. as as unit looks around, his his head pivoting on his neck. I see the skeins of fate, fate stretching out from unit's head, and I reach out and I pluck one. Why, hello, Dolene. How's it going, fate? Hey. Yes. Hey. Y'all, y'all been gone a long time. I thought you'd uh, you'd abandon me to my own devices. No, no, no. Or uh, broken devices. <laughs> no, of course not. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just always watching, you know. And uh, when you use that token, uh, I really appreciate when you do, because it really puts the timey-wimey stuff back on track. And I really got to appreciate that, you know. Uh, as you can see, I've just paused everything. Uh, I hope you don't mind, but um, no, I quite like. I think it. you're it's in the right peaceful. You're on the right track, but I can see why you might want to re-roll this one. I don't know if you know what I mean by re-roll, but I basically mean let's have another go. Okay, I uh, I don't know what y'all mean by re-roll, but uh, if you could guide us in the right direction, somehow I'm seeing a number twelve. Ah. Think that could be useful. Got yeah. a plus D six. Let's give that a go. Got bardic inspiration. And and I, I no, I can't use it in this one. Oh. <laughs> um. And uh. And fate's gone, and uh, everything comes back into into motion. <laughs> I'm not sure that I can see anything from up here. Let me do another rotation. <laughs> And you spot Walter. I mean, Kevin. I mean, you know. <laughs> Fuck. You know what Your they mother say. mother calling out her children. You mix up the names of things that you love. Yeah, that's carry it. on. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Poor old Dolene wasn't in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we, trans- we, we would transition. Yeah. Um, you spot the Kenku from earlier in the crowd <gasps> guys and she sees you I try to look inconspicuous she definitely sees you <laughs> damn oh shit I keep getting my <laughs> microphone your pelvis fell out again <laughs> my pelvis fell out <laughs> as my but that's handy because as my pelvis falls out yeah. I lower back down guys guys <laughs> you guys guys what's what? so funny Walter I was just thinking it was like you were standing up on top of a hill and then you made eye contact with her and then like your pants <laughs> fall down. <and> like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> just, 
Uh, it's okay. But you're being super subtle and like, it's, it's, you know, you're super secretive, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not wearing any pants. Okay. Um, guys, 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 guys. Yes. Yes. Yes, Eunice. I saw the Kenku. <gasps> Where? Wait, Over what? there. And I point in the direction that I saw her. Motherfucker. Do we see? Can you roll to she, do an she interpretation saw me. of that? What's that, Jack? Um, Dan needs to roll for an interpretation of that. Yeah, no, I got a one on the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they think you love you love the Kenku. Well, mm. can I see the Kenku? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now that uh, the Kenku is not looking too suspicious, they're just like sitting, leaning, like standing, leaning up against a post, like looking at you, sort of waiting. I don't think that it knows that we know about how Winston, Winston doesn't have a voice. Like she doesn't know, but we that we know that she knows that she doesn't know. Uh, are you still drunk, Kevin? I think I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you might be right. So if we just like are super casual about it, and then we just like pull it into a tent and just pin her down, and then be like, mm. give him back the voice. Mm. Great idea. I'm following your lead. Okay, mm. I blink my eyes, mm. and as I do, the skeins of fate again appear around this Cancun. Mm. Golden threads stretching out from her mind into the sky. And I reach out with a spectral hand and gather those threads up into a single beam and stab them down into her head with a man's back. This is, uh, this is my moment, everyone, where I reveal my new spell slot. I... Mind spike her. Whoa. I know. Aggressive. I like it. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Yeah, what do I need to get? What is like, that's so hard. Oh, we just stab her brain with her own brain. 15? Uh, yes, uh, I know my DC. It is, uh, <laughs> it, it is, oh, shit. Okay, so you save. Uh, so you take... Hang on, I'm coming. Uh-huh. Eyes are coming. Wow, you are really prepared for this, Dolene. Uh, you take <laughs> six points of damage. Yes, newfound power. Damn. But despite that, I always know her location until uh, for up to an hour. Oh, shit. So I know mm. where that Kenku is located. Whoa. Oh, that's cool. Whoa. That's quite useful right now. That skein reaches back and I could see it floating in the air, a golden weaving thread. Is, is she aware her. of the fact that you just did this? Cause like, oh yeah, I've, her I've nose just... and ears are bleeding. Great, so. yeah, because I've just pushed <laughs> Kevin forward towards her. Come on, Kevin, <laughs> let's go. This genuinely shocks her. Like she, she like is- <laughs> Do you think she noticed? <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> <laughs> she, she- <laughs> She wipes the blood from her nose and um, and beak. ears. I guess a beak. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a nose on the top of. Her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't. But um, wow. Uh, she she rolls her eyes and then just darts away, and um, and runs. Do you give chase? Quick, after her. Walter sprints after that king. Walter, wait. I can show you where she went. I can follow her skein. Uh, follow me. 
I follow this. Walter did say that before. Walter expressed uh, that he was very impressed with uh, what Dolene was doing in terms of the mind sky thingies, and yeah. with the nineteen, he's gone. Like, yeah. oh, look at me, Walter, sick. <laughs> Very good. All right, quick, you lot, she's getting away. And uh, my wheels enlarge and I, like, <laughs> I actually, a rune glows Shotgun! on the and front I of my chest. And I jump on top of, uh, jump on. <laughs> I use giant's might and suddenly I grow from a medium to a large creature and I just, my arms scoop everyone up and I just, like, tilt forward and like start charging through the crowd. Out of my way. You tell me where Sorry. to go. I didn't realize we had a chauffeur system as well, unit. You're a chauffeur. Roll a D20, Denny. <laughs> Roll a D20. It's a 13. Uh, no doubt you're saying something offensive to me, Walter. <laughs> I am too busy giving pursuit. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Some thanks would be nice. That's a thank you to them. <laughs> oh, wait, do you want to hear if uh, you can hear the third? The, the I was thing. just pretending that I got it wrong. As unit screeches around, I'm, I'm going to leap <laughs> off the top of unit onto the top of uh, one of the nearby marquees so I can follow the, the golden thread as it curves around the corner. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, am I? Will I? Oof, uh, six, uh, I scrabble to you, the top. You attempt, you like run up to the to the kiosk or whatever it is and you just like run straight into it. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't actually jump. You kind of like forgot that part of it and you Oof. just like straight into just get it. closed line. But no matter because you can still see the threads in the sky. So you just kind of like... Pick yourself oh. up, dust yourself off. It's fine. <laughs> I'm fine, everybody. Do you want me to hold your hair back? Just my ears. Cause you're a hair. No, I get it. I get it, Kevin. Like a maybe. rabbit. I get it, Kevin. Maybe now it's not the best time. A cable shoots out the back of unit with a like a uh, giant, you know, the things they throw to people in the sea, like the rubber, the red and white rubber dinghy oh, yeah, goes around the top. Yeah, but it oh, goes yeah. around a the life top saver. of see, the lifesaver around the top yeah. of the dolly. Mm. Snatches her as we oh, keep. Nice. Oh, uh, get a whole lot more out of life. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Walter? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All episode. Entire <laughs> time. And I think that's where we will end the episode. In nature, animals take part in the chase. A battle of wills. A staggering feat of life and death the pushing and pulling of generational heritage, weighing the scales in favor of escape or demise. Hunger or a full tummy. From the outside, it appears cruel, unjust. A tug of war that plays out a thousand, thousand times the same until it doesn't. The chase as defined by nature, exists outside the wild too. 
it has just complexified through diversity of experience. The heritage dictating here the outcome of whether the chase of cholesterol through the pumping heart of a man filled with crab will in fact stop the heart. The ability of one to see in the dark a thousand rats. Or an ability to navigate a crippling healthcare system designed purely to keep one in a perpetual servitude of one's employer. The inheritance is not always natural, after all. Sometimes a society bypasses nature in favour of other, more controllable competitions. Races that can be rigged. The chase outside of nature can make the natural one look almost egalitarian, for often it is a choice and one that too often falls on the side of greed. The outcome of the chase does not always need to be grim. Sometimes it can simply be informative, and that's all right too. By Forrester, by Fen, by path through marshy bog, you have made your way to the dissection. Welcome, Ooh, everyone. Bit of Shakespeare. Wow. Oh, Thank you. nice. Caliban. Caliban? Sure. Caligraic. Sure, from the depths of my murky mind. <laughs> what I have stolen it from, who knows? Tolkien, Shakespeare, one of them. I have it's a question for you, Greg, to kick off this dissection um and it's been a burning question since you described Dolene at the start of the episode you have a cummerbund that holds that doubles as a sling yes when you take it off because you said it holds your pants up when you take it off to no. take a shot at oh you don't wear pants you can't wear them don't pants? wear pants ah. you question answered yeah, thank you say, what was your question it sits I under think. the waistcoat and actually just creates like a barrier, like a, a line at sure. which the clothing ends and the hair begins. Yeah. <laughs> was that because your burning question? Of... Was it, it was about if your pants fall down? Yeah, yeah. And then I totally just remembered in the asking of it that uh, Dolan doesn't wear pants. Well, I'm glad that's what we opened with. It really comes down to the animation because you have to break it down <laughs> into the different cells. And so you're sure. just going like... Okay, so that's a very clean line to then delineate between the the upper body and the lower so, body. So really, when great. Why off, they didn't wear pants? When yeah. I take it off, my skin falls off at the bottom, like a <laughs> oh loose skin, and it's just skeleton. That is uh, skin uh, muscles. Oh, everywhere. that is. Oh no, it's got to be a pair of like boxer oh shorts God. with hearts on them. Perfect. It's, yes. It's Sorry, skin... boxer shorts with hearts. Yes, that's much. Better and like hairy, knobbly, that... like. And then the the the, the, sta- <laughs> the straps muscly. on the right. ankles, what are and like a bunch yeah. of like half rotten oranges, <laughs> um, a sack of. <laughs> it was a series, Act. a series of. Still in the orange net, yeah. Uh, Still in and the also, orange. <laughs> Dolene's not packing a sack of rotten oranges. No, no. so. Cool. Thanks for letting me kick off the dissection with that really D and D related question, everybody. Mm. Well um, 
that well, was Well, the details fun. are important. The devil is there. The question, the burning question I have is, great, great game, Jack. Thank uh, you. That's a comment on great the question. <laughs> Dan, no, I just felt like I needed to include that first so Jack didn't feel <laughs> left out. Dan, did, yeah. how you feeling, bud? Uh, a bit, bit fr- like a mm. little bit frustrated, mm. you know, just in terms of it always being like as soon as, well, I think I found it a bit difficult at first. At first I was, I was struggling with the whole, I'm not allowed to speak. How do I incorporate that into actually still, uh, participating? Mm. Um, and so I think I kind of started off trying to be more like, oh, I've got to do descriptions of Walter trying to speak. And then eventually it got to just being able to just go, you know, and just doing a bit of gibberish sort of stuff where then I'm still feeling like I can uh, interact in the scene in a, in the still, still be um, reacting to the rest of the group mm. um, as opposed to it being like, okay, you guys do your thing. And then Walter's over here madly gesticulating. And then it, it, you know, and I was finding that a bit hard to sort of be able to then be reacting to the moments that yeah. you guys were creating. It's sort of a bit one note then for you, isn't it? Yeah, you exactly. Contribute anything more than being like the, but I did enjoy doing all the silent jokes when I was like, mm. egg, egg guitar solo. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, this is always, it's a, it's a fun offer for us to also know that you can't speak as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. But like, I, think, I, I sorry, Greg. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you go, Benny. I, I was going to say it's it's interesting that that's your experience of that, Danny, because I thought you you took it on, you know, you took the bull by both horns and I thought Walter was really, really present and mm. I could see you working through that as a player yeah, but still making lots too. of offers. And the fact that you said stuff as Walter's voice lets the listener know what you're actually trying to say. Yeah. But then we get to to misconstrue it, not having that context totally, of what you were yeah. already thinking. But then when you you could also put yourself into it when you just pushed unit out of the way or you, you got the post-mix yeah, yeah. coke for... <laughs> For Kevin, like there was, like I thought Walter was really present. Totally, yeah. I, I still, I, I've still f- tried to find ways be- without, which then that's kind of going into action. Mm-hmm. What is the action mm. for my character in this scene? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to act, and I'm going to push you out of the way. Yeah, I'm going to give maybe um, uh, Kevin, Kevin strange ways, <laughs> Kevin the drink. Um, maybe it's an important lesson for Walter of, that. In terms of that same kind of um, uh, improv working with when people are talking, Mm, like I still kind of felt like it's not that I wasn't, I didn't, I I felt like I was still present and part of the the episode, but it's about the delineation around the kinds of interaction that you have. The kinds of offers. So that is something that is an active action physically um that i was doing then i was trying to communicate but then that kind of being separate to something happening and then hey well this is what walter's doing Mm. and then by the end of it going 
Walters going, <laughs> and being able to sort of uh, interact at the same time and react to you guys mm-hmm. and still be present but not actually be a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, yeah, I mean, it was actually really cool for me. I was having, I was having a blast. Yeah, <laughs> you always end up having heaps of fun. Yeah. 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 I think like, yeah, trying I, th- to I think you're an exceptional <laughs> player, right? And an exceptional yeah. performer, particularly in improv, like exceptional performer. <laughs> and so, <laughs> oh, oh, it's <laughs> oh, but like, but, but actually though, yeah, and, no, really. and, um, like what I, like we talk, I feel like I talk about this a lot in the dissection, like the difference between like performative D and D, like what we do as like a story with performers and like the difference between that and normal D and D. And I think like really, like a really important call out for that was that Jack gave you sort of an end date for that at the mm. start of the game. He's like this, you will only have to do this for one game. And while you you were still able to fully participate and add so much and use physicality and all of those sorts of things in the game, you still felt that frustration, right? Because mm. your character is a bard and everything is is that. And I, I, I just think, like I talked to a, a friend of mine who ran his first, he DM'd his first game uh, on Thursday and he talked about like, oh, I want to, you know, I, I want to stymie different parts. And I think whenever, like whenever you are DMing, right, like stymieing a character is a, is a very tough decision to make or like a very impactful decision to make because it really affects the fun that mm-hmm. that person is having at the table. Yeah. And I, I think like, um, as the DM, there's this trap where you 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 see yourself as me versus them, mm. whereas actually you're a facilitator for them yeah. in order to to have a good time. And when they're having a good time, you you will have a good time. And I just I I think it's a like a really great sort of example of that uh, that difficulty that can flow from that. And Dan, you like overcame that wonderfully, and you were a part of that episode and all of those things. But you still felt that that sort of seed of frustration. Well, right? I think it's because it's about like as a character, I'm going, my character is frustrated. And so I'm sure. getting frustrated because yeah. even though I'm communicating to you and I'm telling it to you, you are still turning around going, oh, I didn't fucking hear a thing. And, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you got a real did fucking... he say he's got an itchy butthole? I don't know. Like, you know, you're misinterpreting and it's the, the character's frustrations and that kind of thing. But just kind of going off of what you were saying there, Greg, of about it, it is a, a big thing to stymie a character and it is something that you want to um, speak with the player because I think that the thing that's really interesting about it, though, is for me as a player, it's then how do I approach this differently? I've been playing this character this one way and I'm having a blast and I'm maybe I'm being a bit too much, you know, potentially. Maybe. (laughs) Um, No, not at all. No. But like, you know, but then how do you approach the same character in a new way? And that's Mm. a new challenge. Mm. And how can you still find Mm. the same characterization but express it in a different manner? You know, that's just a fun thing to just try and do. Mm. You know? The the other overarching thing is the fact that we're only in episode seven 
And like, if you are a player and you've had this sort of like Siamese bestowed upon you and you get frustrated or whatever, and you might get to the point where you're kind of like, I'm getting like mad now. The idea is Mm. like that this is actually a challenge for your character that actually forms part of the bond that all the characters Mm. then start to go through as well. Yeah. So then like episode, like, you know, adventures and adventures later, you've almost like gone through these like crazy experiences that do build like kind of like character for Mm. the character. You know, yeah. like we mm. we do need to be challenged as as these little people. Yeah, and and it's always very exciting as also to kind of it, it does give you a lot more to play off of. You know, like mm. just yeah. in general from player to player as well. Yeah, I think that's really well put, Lauren. Yeah. And 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 that it is it really is a um because we kind of embody and get attached to the characters that you felt that frustration, Dan. Mm. Um. But I think it, it, yeah, it's important for the character's growth, uh, and particularly a character like Walter. Um, mm. I think it's really cool, and I'm interested, Jack. I think it, it is worth noting, and Greg alluded to it that you did say before the start of the game, "Look, I'm my intention is this will only last for this game," Just, yeah. so that you're setting that expectation for the player with the, um. You know the 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 acknowledgement that it could be frustrating. So, what, like, how how did that come about for you? Because you are pretty new to DMing, so I'm curious about um, how. Like, what I, were your thoughts around that? I so we've just seen Walter go through a pretty significant arc in in the story, right? Like, he's had a very high high. Walter was pivotal, and and, <laughs> and like. Yes. And it was, I I think a lot about this concept of like you can, in narrative and storytelling, you can have chance give you bad things, but good things is not, a, is not okay. So it has to be consequences for a free lunch inside mm. of storytelling and in my opinion. And so... <laughs> I quite literally was just like, this is, this follows this. And um, it's a difficult decision to make, but I also was very confident in Danny's ability to fly with that. And, yeah, for sure. and like, I wouldn't do that lightly at all. <laughs> it's, and, and I knew that it was only like, and I actually only wanted it to go for half an episode really. Um, but, well, it we hasn't got switched off yet, has it? We got yeah. caught up. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we actually got a fucking like, oh, and now you can speak. So I'm yeah. pretty sure I've gotten yeah, uh, I've, you're I've still... got at least a, an episode and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Depends yeah. how much oh, we yeah. screw around getting to the... Yeah, yeah we got to connect. Maybe it's just fucking for the rest of it. It's then so just episode this 10? is the only way I can communicate. <laughs> and then, no, um, well, I'll, um, yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for oh, our no, listeners, no. but... um. But <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's good. That's like yeah. like that. You know, you you know that Danny can handle that, right? Like you know that, yeah. And and it's about like knowing your players and knowing what they're like, and 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 knowing how much that curtailment of their character can affect them, mm. and how much you curtail them. Mm. Right? Like Lauren says, that that restriction builds character and gives mm. them that ability to. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of like what I'm I'm playing with as a DM, right? Like, is like how do I build character growth in these characters? You know, I had that 
prologue in one of the episodes talking about conflict and how mm. in order to have a story, you need to have conflict. Mm. And um, Episode five. And so I guess, you know, I come from a games design background and so I'm also thinking about how to how does mechanics provide character development and like what what does what does that tell us about the character that mm. a character who for their whole entire life has been listened to has been given everything on a silver platter and then mm. they turn into a frog and they the things start getting weird but they've they've found a niche and a way to adapt to that and and sort of mold themselves into a position where they're that again. And how do you take that away when someone's built mm. these these walls around themselves that solidify their character? Yeah, and I think cool. Dan is an exceptional actor. And so yeah, his yeah. ability to play that and put that on the on the screen is fantastic. So it's because he can handle it. I think often yes. when I'm doing like the yeah. DM yeah. sort of thing and I have an idea and I'm like, all right, who can handle that? Who will enjoy mm. that? And never yeah. kind of from a, always from a place of sort of respect of without being malicious because it could be tempting to be like, oh, that'll really get him, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think that's a good philosophy to have. No, because that's no, a DM yeah. versus the players kind of mentality. Yeah, exactly. Which you want to avoid. Mm. So like, no, and, what's yeah. going to make them feel really good once mm. they finished it, even if it's challenging yeah. and frustrating, will they come yeah, out yeah. of it and be like, that was amazing for me? Yeah. yeah, totally. And and I mean, I'm personally like, I don't feel like in that one, it got, oh, now I've suddenly have the ability to speak again. And I'm happy for it to sort of sit in that same place and go, you know, like, until he hits that point of, oh, maybe I need to take a moment to, maybe I don't need to speak in every single moment. And have that mm. realization, just as what he kind of had with, um, MC. you know, uh, the the MC Hammer, mm. and having that kind of moment, you know, that then now he has another realization that maybe he should sit back and shut the fuck up every now and then, you know, and then that's when he goes, oh, now he gets his voice back, mm. rather than it just being like a necessarily mm. just a kind of a punishment thing mm. or something that's going on i'm not sure but i'm happy for it to be like mm. for it to continue on until he gets to that point because then there's character that character growth mm -hmm. and then that's what he's learning from it yeah and then yeah. that's what i can play you know it helps yeah. me as as a performer to be playing that character arc mm. dms know? know your players know what will challenge them challenge them often um, mm. But never, never punish them. Mm. Never, no, never put them in a box. Yeah, uh, yeah. No. This is not punishment. I <laughs> like the box about... that you tick when you sign up to Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the dissection, everyone. We've been Dice Paper Roll. Make sure you check us out at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. You can find uh, links to the tickets on our website, www.dicepaperroll.com. See you, Thank you next fort week night. Bye. Whenever. Bye. 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 Bye.
Oh, dear. Uh, my hand seems to be stuck at the bottom of the peanut bowl. Will you help me, stepson? <laughs>